Hello everyone, Zach here from the Carnival of Randomness on behalf of our sponsor, Upsitnik & Associates. In these unprecedented times, we reflect on our future, both in the next few weeks and months, but also the upcoming years and decades, and it's time to prepare for that future. Upsitnik & Associates has been contacted by many healthcare workers, as well as old and new clients, to prepare wills, powers of attorney, and advanced directives, also called a living will. All of you need these documents, so don't say you don't have any assets to speak of, no children or other dependents. Regardless of the circumstances now, you will need a will for today and tomorrow. Al Upsitnik feels so strongly about having wills and other needed documents prepared that Upsitnik and Associates can prepare your will, power of attorney, and living will at no charge, you heard that correct, no charge until the end of 2020. No hidden fees or gimmicks. Al feels so strongly about planning for the future at this time that he is willing to assist you with your future. Trust Opsitnik & Associates, attorneys for 42 years, from the Supreme Court to Alaska and everywhere in between. You can find them online, OpsitniksLaw.com, on Facebook, Opsitnik & Associates, or call them toll-free 1-866-391-3299 to prepare for your future. All right, and we're back once more time. Once more time, that's fucking grammar. Once more time, Zach. Once more time. English, everybody. motherfucker, do you speak it? <laughs> well, clearly not. Cousin Opie's back, and we're going to keep going on TV. We were talking in the off break, because this is a week from now, because we're in the fucking future. Uh, cool. We are talking rewatches. Now, here's something that I thought up to you, and this is something I've discussed with people. The term guilty pleasure movies. That means, like, a movie or a TV show that regardless of how many times you've seen it, whether or not you own it, if it's on TV, no matter what point in the movie it is, you start watching it and finish it. I have several. Yeah, I got I got a bunch. One of them for me, actually, is Armageddon. Uh, yeah, you don't see that on TV very often anymore. No, you don't, but even back in the day, because I own it, I like it, and no matter when I found it on TV, I just sat there and watched the end of it. Uh, that's one of the wife's favorites. Uh, like a like a random watch, uh, it's not one of those like, hey, you know what? We should put on Armageddon, but right. Uh, uh, that to me would be the guilty pleasure for me. That movie, no matter what else is on, and I see Twister, you cannot watch it. Oh, Twister! It's so goofy, and uh, you know, it's got Bill Pullman. Yeah, Bill Pullman, maybe not Bill Pullman. Bill Paxton. Why did I say Bill Pullman? Uh. Don't know, because maybe you were thinking uh, Independence Day. Bill Paxton, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's the one that died, did, right? Yeah, you see, when he died, Storm Chasers went out and put uh, storm pins on the map through the entire Midwest and spelled out his initials. Yeah, like ten states big, and it's uh, you know. But I mean, as far as guilty pleasures, uh, that one, I there's a. There's a movie with uh, Steve Martin and Jack Black called uh, The Big Year. It's about bird watching. I love it. I, I can't not watch it. I don't think I've ever seen that one. It's not free anywhere. you got to pay for it everywhere you, you see it. So huh. um, I had HBO for a, a spell, and it was on there all the time. I must have seen it 60 times in two months. <clears throat> hmm. uh, and then... Any of the old uh, uh, John Hughes movies? Oh, I'm not talking like 
I'm not talking Beethoven and Drillbit Taylor. I mean, no, know, the old stuff. We're talking 80s. We're talking the Brat Pack. Brat Pack. I'll go as far as um, Uncle Buck. Home Alone. Uncle Buck. Yeah, Home Alone, Uncle Buck. You know, those sorts of films. Uh, but, yeah, none of that newer yeah. kids movie crap. I will but always, yeah, like, I will always watch Uncle Buck because it is the greatest fucking movie, and because John uh, Candy yeah. was amazing. John Candy was a national treasure. Um, regardless, all, all regardless like, of what country, he was a national treasure. Yeah, he's a national, he's a world treasure, world heritage site. He should be a world heritage site. You should have seen the toast. I couldn't fit it through the door. <laughs> you want to put up a statue? That man deserved one. I I I agree. 10,000% with that one because John Candy, ladies and gentlemen. Is, there play, is this on a format where people argue about things you say on like uh, comments and shit? Oh, they can. Where? What? Because what, like, I, I mean, is this on, do you still do it on uh, YouTube? Yep. Yeah, it goes up on YouTube. All right. So, yeah, if you disagree with us, I'll come call your names in the comments later. Yeah, if you disagree with us, you clearly right. have no sense of humor. <laughs> there's just, there's just no two ways around it. Why? Well, I mean, there's movies that I there's movies that I really enjoy. No, what I was saying is there's a difference between good and entertaining, and to me, entertaining is down Periscope. Well, yeah, a, a, a million times you can watch that movie, you're still going to laugh at Buckman with the band aid oh, and the fingernail God. and. There's a fingernail on my uh, food! Yesterday was a band-aid. Well, the band-aid was holding the fingernail on, sir. <laughs> Jesus, Buckman! Or, this can's been on the stingray since Korea! What's the matter, sir? It still tastes like cream corn. Except it's deviled it's ham! Deviled ham! <laughs> oh, that could be a problem. And you get rip-torn with the, I need a man with a tattoo on his dick. Oh, I'm the right man? Like, by strange coincidence, you do, sir. See, in that movie, <laughs> it's not going to win any fucking awards, but it's so funny, and I cannot... Watch it without laughing. Yeah. So. And I mean, it is still a good movie and entertaining and all of that. It's um, just, I don't know, for some reason, there's those movies that I'd rather put on for background than others. Yeah, oh yeah. I think, I think, I think it would break down to if Twister was on and Down Periscope's on, if I put on Down Periscope, I'm going to sit down and just watch it. The, and I'm not going to get anything done. If I, like, if I'm just flipping for something for background and Twister's on, I can just come back in when a part I know is going to be funny. But, uh, and that's another you know, thing I was going to say. Waste my time. Right, and that's another thing I was going to say is you can put on something, but depending on the movie, you're going to get sucked into it, and it's like, well, there goes my plans. Right, absolutely. You know, but background right. movies are an entirely different thing. Yeah, like Armageddon, I can uh, throw uh, on and not get too invested in it, although I will keep an eye on it, but it's not like it'll completely kill the productivity. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's just pieces you want, you know, out of that. And it's more like once they're in space and things go wrong. Yeah. Steve Buscemi uh, riding the missile, fucking hilarious. Hey, spoilers, yeah. Oh, yeah. Spoilers. When that movie come out? 1998? Yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen it by now, you're probably not going to. I had a guy yell at me for ruining like the first Spider-Man a couple weeks ago. What? Jesus Christ! 
at this point, yeah, it, like it, not all of us have seen it. Like, I don't know what to tell you, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the year twenty twenty. If the movie starts with anything pre twenty thirteen, then spoiler alerts goes out the fucking window. Once it's out somewhere, you can watch it for free. Yeah, I'm done waiting for you. But yeah, um, yeah background. I got. I've seen Parks and Rec through so many times. That's a big one with the wife. Uh, Psych, I've seen a million times to the point where I know the episode. So if I hear one keyword, I know a part's coming on. I want to see I'll come back in the room or oh yeah, uh, you know I, I won't I won't start another Magic game until that part's over so I can watch it. Uh, yeah, Letter Kennedy, same thing. Seen it so many times that I just know the jokes and it's just something <laughs> in the background. Um, Exactly. They're just great for that. Right. And and it's like, oh, sweet, give me five minutes. Hold on, we got to watch this part, and then that part's over, and then you can go back to doing what you're doing. You don't have to watch the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, man. I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't, but, yeah, well, you know. Right. You still doing, uh, you still watching Mrs. Brown's Boys? I know they only put out the, uh, I think these days they only put out a New Year's and a Christmas special. I haven't seen any of the newer stuff beyond the DVDs you gave me a while back. Uh, actually, I think they're Jason. I'll have to nope, see. I have. Uh, I'll, have to, I'll have to see what else is on there because there's still there's still a decent amount. Of, like I said, they're putting out two specials a year, and then he spun it off uh, into kind of like a talk show thing all around to Mrs. Brown's. Uh, I saw a thing about that on... That new, there's a new BBC streaming oh, service, yeah. and that was one of the things you don't see a lot of British TV out there anymore because they took it all back to play on their own format. And I'm not paying for that, right? If it had the young ones or uh, any of the shows those guys were on, like Bottom or Filthy Rich and Cat Scratch, I would have signed up for that, but it doesn't have any of the. No, it's it's so, very selective in the shit that they take back and put on because they'll take everything back, but they won't put it all back on. Yeah, uh, I have a DVD of the young ones that has like sample episodes of Bottom and Filthy Rich, but um, just not out there. And I don't even think Mrs. Brown's Boy's on that. No, or uh, they, uh, Father Ted's not on there either. Father Ted's not on there. That's one of the biggest fucking shows. No, they have uh, Father Brown. So maybe they thought people would get confused. I don't know, but no Father Ted, no Mrs. Brown's Boys, no Young Ones, no Bottom, Filthy Rich. None of the things I wanted to watch are on there. Uh, You know, I don't know. No, I'm with you. Although, I do still like uh, some of the old British shit, but a lot of that I just ended up buying on DVD. Yeah, uh, Black Adder. I was just gonna say I got. Yeah, I got Black Adder. Are you being served? Uh, Faulty Towers, absolutely fabulous. I love that show. Oh, I got Red Dwarf, finally. Oh, that's too sci-fi. Yeah, I know you're not a sci-fi guy, but I'm a fan of Red Dwarf. But to me, you can't go wrong with Black Adder because Rowan Atkinson is fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah, he is. I do still love him. I started thinking maybe I lent my young one's box set to my deadbeat buddy who always pretends I didn't lend him shit just so he can keep it. <laughs> Isn't that nice? Yeah. It's not like he can't afford to go buy his own stuff, but 
Uh, so I was looking at my DVDs and I noticed uh, I have the the complete first season of Action. Uh, Jay Moore was a scummy TV producer, and uh, his bodyguard was uh, fuck uh, Buddy Hackett. Buddy Hackett, really? Buddy Hackett was like his uncle, so he was his bodyguard. He, I mean, he's old as dirt, yeah. and in the first. First episode, there like he's in a standoff with this, uh, like this big gangbanger dude that the producer ripped off on a movie or something, and they're holding guns on each other, and they come out like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, calm down, calm down." And he, Buddy Hackett goes, uh, "Come on, buddy, I got one, <laughs> I got uh, one lung, one kidney, one gonad. Who are you threatening?" <laughs> oh. I thought I was gonna die. It got one season and it was hysterical, but I just know I forgot I had it. So oh man, I'd never even heard of that. And come on, Buddy Hackett, God, dude, and that Buddy was, Hackett. And I'm looking. That was only yeah. a couple years before he died. It was close, yeah. So yeah, I got to look for that one thing to send. I knew I had Black Adder or something. I think I gave it to a friend uh, when she moved, but oh yeah, so that was her jam. Well, now what did, a lot of movies I did you did you get into Mr. Bean at all? Speaking of Rowan Atkinson, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we used to have BBC in it. They used to play that stuff on BBC America. Oh man, uh, when the when the channel first started. So I watched Mr. Bean constantly, um, and then the movies were not good. So no, unfortunately, uh, you know, they weren't. I just wanted more of those shorts where he just did the most amazingly weird things. And, you know, I don't know. The movie took it a step too far and made them more complex. Well, that was that was the problem I had with, um, like, Absolutely Fabulous. Like, I loved that show. And when they made the movie a couple years ago, the problem, oh, was, right. the problem was, for me at least, when when it was airing as a TV show, it was you know, kind of outrageous for the time. But then, right. fast forward to 2018, 2019, they kept it the same level of humor and it just didn't hold up. And it's like, oh, that's yeah. fucking disappointing. I think that happens with a, a number of things. Uh, you try to bring back that old, um, the the old humor that was edgy for the time. Well, that's what you I know, mean. Animal House isn't edgy anymore right you know edgy back so, in the the late 80s early 90s you know that that doesn't even hold a candle to what's edgy today unless you're talking about blazing saddles that's still pretty edgy oh fucking blazing saddles what a and actually that because i know in the last episode we mentioned how you can watch something so many times and still pick up on things i'm not gonna watch it i'm not gonna do anything if that's on i have to watch something Oh, yeah, absolutely. But the thing is, the one I... It took me until very recently to notice was when they were going to build the fake town, and he said, even down to the orange roof on Howard Johnson's outhouse. I did not fucking pick up on the orange roof on the Howard Johnson hotels until recently. I didn't realize that until just now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I told my dad that, and he's like, how the fuck did you not realize that? like, I don't know, man. I just never picked up on it. I don't know. I, yeah, I didn't notice it either. Oh, that movie. <laughs> I don't know. Lepetamine threw away. What will that asshole think of next? 
<laughs> Anybody got Somebody's gotta go back and get a shitload of dimes. <laughs> Somebody's gotta go back and get a shitload of dimes. <laughs> that movie. Oh man. Oh man, I I saw a, a fucking meme and it was, you know, to conform with political correctness. Mel Brooks's classic "Blazing Saddles" has been edited for content. All eleven minutes will be shown on TNT tomorrow. And that that would be a, that would be about what you would get if you edited that movie down for content. It would be about ten minutes. Yeah, uh, how are you supposed to? Uh, how you couldn't make that movie today, and you can't edit it down. No, it's impossible. Enough. It's impossible. Like, dude, I remember the first time I actually saw it on cable. They fucking edited out the fart scene. Like, come on! Oh yeah! Like the guys sitting. Oh, around. people just. Oh, it was so ridiculous. Like, well, so they're just sitting there and they're moving, but you don't hear any fart sounds. Like, well, what the fuck is the point? Yeah. You know, somebody always lifts their leg and like, oh. Yeah. So the whole time, they're everybody's lifting their legs up and nobody's. They don't hear anything. Yeah, it's like, oh, silence. No, man, you got to have the fucking incredibly fake farts. Right. You know, and then he comes over, oh, I'd say you've had enough. Uh, Want some more beans, Mr. Tagger? <laughs> what the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? <laughs> oh, man. But, they, you know, there there are some movies that you just cannot edit down, and Blazing Saddles is one of them, and thank God Blazing Saddles is such a national treasure that it hopefully will be left alone. Yeah, Hopefully. I mean, all, uh, most of Mel Brooks movies are just fucking great. I'm amazed that it's actually anywhere uh, available anywhere. You can watch it on Hulu right now. Wow. I'm... Yeah, so oh. in, uh, in in this climate, that one's uh, that oh. one's uh, going to be looked at. But well, I remember just how much of a classic it is. I I found at a Best Buy some. Oh, Jesus, excuse me. Years ago, it was like a D, uh, Blu-ray three-pack. It was Blazing Saddles, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, and I think Vegas Vacation. And so I bought it, and I had, you know, the DVDs of two of them, so I went to the record shop here to trade them in, and the guy's looking at me. Yeah, he's like, why the fuck are you getting rid of Blazing Saddles? What's wrong with it? I was like, no, I, I got a three-pack uh, Blu-ray. He's like, all right, I will accept this. So that yeah. story is 100% true, ladies and gentlemen, because I remember him telling me that story when it happened. Yeah, I was, like, so, I was like, dude, apparently Blazing Saddles is just that great that people will question you getting rid of it. Uh, yeah, as Carlin would say, it's no bullshit. And this, goes, and this goes back to the whole thing. If you disagree with us, you're still wrong. Well, can't dis- you can't fucking disagree with Mel Brooks. Although some of them, they just weren't up to the snuff of his other ones. Like, I, I wasn't a huge fan of High Anxiety. I like that one. Uh, I mean, it wasn't as good as, like, you know, Blazing Saddles or Young Frankenstein, which I think might be one of the most perfect movies ever made. Uh, yep, my wife's favorite movie of all time. She won't watch black and white movies except for that one. Oh, that movie is just fucking fantastic. Come back. I was going to make espresso. 
<laughs> Thank you, Gene Hackman, just for being you, sir. Yeah. That yeah. comes from every person with a soul. Thank you, Gene Hackman. Well, I remember, I remember I watched not too long ago, a couple years ago for the first time, I watched The Twelve Chairs. Did you ever see that? I saw enough of it. I mean, Dom DeLuise was so goddamn funny in that movie, and apparently that's Mel Brooks's favorite movie that he directed. Which is weird, because it's not that good. <laughs> but, like, and I, I, I was thinking, it's like, how many fucking chairs did they destroy in this movie? And I'm, I lost count of, like, 28. You know, they just uh, kept destroying chairs left and right, and it was just so, so fucking funny. Oh, yeah, Lord. Uh, wasn't my favorite, but I, it, I saw it because it was in the Mel Brooks box set. I'm pretty sure the only reason they included it was so that anybody would watch it. Like, they, they made you buy a copy. I, I remember seeing that box set. What else was in there, if you, if you recall off the top of your head? I don't. I don't remember. Jason has it. Because uh, I, I know that one of the... I, I'm really going to say one of his more underappreciated movies, I think, was Dracula Dead and Loving It. Uh, it's a movie. Yeah, the, but just the interactions between Mel Brooks and Leslie Nielsen were so goddamn funny when they kept fighting over the last word. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it wasn't good parts. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, not the best movie I've seen by him. Uh, like, I, I think Silent Movie was more underappreciated. I, I would agree with that. Because it is, it is tough to watch a silent movie. Right, and I think a lot of a lot of people, especially these days, won't don't truly appreciate the fact that right at the end of it, Marcel Marceau said the word no. Yeah, and the I only believe person to speak in the movie is a mom. Yeah, and I believe that was the first. I may have been one of the only times his voice was ever recorded on film. I've never thought to look that up, but but I can see that being yeah, and just so many people just don't don't appreciate and that's another thing like I um you know when when you catch these little things and you start laughing at it and everybody's looking at you like what the fuck is wrong with you it was like years ago when me and a couple buddies went to see beer fest in uh in the theaters the theater was packed and when they were in the submarine you know the kids and the the old man Jurgen Proch now Right. When right. he flips his shit on them and they're like, Papa, what's wrong? Papa, why did you do that? He's like, It's these damned U boats. I had a bad experience I was in so one of Yeah, I was feel so cooped up with these U boats. And I was like, Me and my and one of my buddies were the only two people in the theater that got it. Was that from Das Boot? Yeah, because he was he was he was the captain in Das Boot. And we're laughing yeah, yeah. hysterically and everybody's like, Well, it wasn't funny. I'm like, oh okay, whatever. But it always felt like to, they put those jokes in just for me. I know it's not just for me, but it feels like it. They end up with a Soviet-era submarine in a mountain lake in Colorado. Which is just fucking hilarious. I mean, no lead-up to it, you know, none of that, but uh, it's still, the joke worked for me. I, I got it. I've yeah. seen the film. Exactly. I've seen several of the different insanely long cuts of Das Boot. And those sorts of deep cuts are one of the reasons that I think Psych should have been a bigger hit. It is full of so many deep cut pop culture references. I mean, dozens per episode. And it just really tests the knowledge of what's out there. I don't know why it wasn't a bigger hit. 
I mean, that show was just really, really, really funny. It's my top three. Yeah, I'll I'll throw it in top three. Parks and Rec ranks up there. Yeah. To me, the the best fucking part of Parks and Rec was when Ron when Ron takes over the public access show and turns it into like a furniture repair Q and A. Oh yeah. And the woman called and said, "You know, my Pomeranian is scratching the legs of my table. How do I fix it?" Well, what you do is you take a walnut and you rub it into the gouges and it smooths them out. Then you want to ditch the Pomeranian and get a real dog because any dog under 30 pounds is a cat and cats are useless. Next question. <laughs> they Yeah. Nick Offerman my favorite is part so about, fucking funny in that show. My favorite part of Parks and Rec is how much better it is than The Office. Oh my god. Like, fucking world's better. I hate watched The Office just so I could discuss with Office fans how wrong they are about how good The Office is. I, it's absolutely atrocious. Like, I, I've seen both the British one and the American one. I don't think it's as funny as everybody says it is. I watched all nine seasons of The American Office sober. Ooh. And uh, I'm never getting that time back, but nope, that's... so many people told me that I was wrong for not liking it. I wanted to be able to discuss it intelligently with them because, and, and maybe I got my mind changed. Maybe they saw something I didn't, but I got all the way through it. And when I told people, when I tell certain people, like I've watched all nine seasons sober and they were like, you watched past season five. That shows me that you're not as big a fan as you led but, me to believe. Thank you. That That's the point there. Or when people that are fucking screaming at you to watch shows and like, Oh, well you don't really need to watch every episode in the first season. Well, what the fuck? Then you're not a fan of the show. I don't watch all of Archer when I go through it, but I also don't claim to be an Uber fan. I think the show's amazing when it was first a thing. Yeah. But like any um, other show, it just becomes, you know, a little run of the mill. And the the guy writing it got bored, and that's what we ended up with. But the office, I just uh, uh, there was two Stanley episodes that if I was forced to watch anything of that again, I would watch the episode where they drug Stanley to get him out of the building and they drop him down the stairs yeah. and he hits his head through the wall and then when he gets to go back upstairs he, he's like you got me down you're getting me back up and he juices himself in the leg and uh, the one when they go to Florida for a convention and they get introduced to Florida Stanley oh, uh, that was hysterical but the, the problem with that show it was like four minutes of uh uh uh, what's his name? The main character, John. Uh, oh, uh, I don't know, tall, lanky kid. Yeah, messing with Dwight. Yeah, Jim. Jim, Jim. messing with Dwight <clears throat> is the only part of the episode you really wanted to see, and that was like the uh, the cold open, and then and everything after that was just well, I guess we have to write an episode. It yeah, just seemed ridiculous. It's it, it definitely it seemed forced. Like ah, shit, we have to tack something on. Uh, and then you get those those people. Well, they made that before they made Parks and Rec. Well, the guy who made that made Parks and Rec, and he learned from his mistake. Right. And made a perfect television show. So, I mean, not everything is a hit. And uh, yeah, he made some really terrible television uh, based off of something else that was. I watched a season of the UK one. Um, 
it was funnier, but I still don't give a shit. I don't want to watch it. Well, that's the so. thing. It was funnier, but not funny to the point where I'd want to watch it again. Uh, yeah. Kind of like um, the... What's that other British show they've adapted for the U.S.? Oh, God, there's um, been several. No, the one that's current right now on uh, Showtime. On Showtime? Shit. Mm. I can't remember that. I don't know. Yeah, you do. Everybody knows this one. But my brain, for some reason, decided to shut down. Ah, these things happen. Actually, well, here, let's stick on the thing about British thing. And I remember... So... I brought it up to you before. Remember uh, good old Lovejoy? Oh, here it is. Oh, what was it? Shameless. Oh! Okay. So I watched the American version, and then it was like a year before we got another season. So I was like, all right, well, I'll check out the UK version. And aside from slang, it's almost word for word the same fucking episode. Oh, so they really so, they really put a lot of effort into making it our own. Huh? They just they just changed some colloquialisms and uh, like things that Frank does here that they don't like. They can't do in the UK. There's more guns in the American version because they don't have them there. Yeah, kind of thing. It, it, but the script is almost exact, and it's just dumb. So yeah, that's All unfortunate. Right. So what were you bringing up there? Lovejoy. Never seen it. I thought you did with Ian McShane as the antique dealer. What show are we talking about? Lovejoy. Nope. I could have sworn I, th- I thought you said you watched it, but yeah, it's Ian McShane as a as an antiques dealer, and he uh, somehow eventually, and he somehow manages to solve all these crimes. And oh no, I've heard of it. Yeah, I'm a huge Ian McShane fan. Do you ever see? Do you ever see? Do you ever see Hot Rod? Yeah, he was the dad, the stepdad, Frank in Hot Rod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Guy. Uh, I'm thinking of a movie that I just saw with him in it. Uh, well, he's, he's been in the John Wick movies. Yeah, oh, right, he's Winston, right? Yeah. Right. We just watched John Wick, uh, oh, we watched both John Wicks. <clears throat> yeah. Shit, I hope we didn't rent the third one, I forget. Well, yeah, he's Winston in the John Wick movies. Uh, did you ever watch American Gods? Nope. Yeah, he's in that. That was one of those other ones people recommended. I just never fucking bothered with. But the problem I have with it is the first season was fantastic. The second, the second season was okay, but then, like they fired Orlando Jones. F- oh. For the upcoming oh. third season, and he was one of the best characters in the second season. It's like it just took away all my motivation to watch the rest of it. Well, I gotcha. And that's the problem I have is when they fucking make these giant cast changes. I. I don't get too involved in a show that I have to watch it to completion. If I if they do something that fucks it up, I'm done. Right. I I have no problem with cutting off uh, a TV show after investing three seasons into it. He's been in a lot of stuff that I've seen. So I, I guess what I watched recently was John Wick. We watched the first two John Wick. Yeah. But that guy, I'm a fan of Ian McShane. And... Lovejoy, it, yeah, it's cool. it, it started, they did one season in like the mid-80s, and then they basically, they sent him to prison in the show, and then they stopped making the show, and then they made another season like five years later, and just picked it up for another five seasons. 
And, huh. like, he goes to jail and he comes out, he has this fucking ridiculous mullet. It's hilarious. <laughs> that sounds good. I, I mean, I, I'm not opposed to checking it out, just... Yeah, because they, the, they did the first series in 86, and then they came back in 91 through 94. It's it's different. It's like that typical British stuff. It do, It is slow, but I, I enjoyed it. Right. Uh, did you watch Good Omens? Did you get out of that? Yes, I did. That was good. I enjoyed Good Omens immensely. Uh, I'm not a big enough nerd to have read the book, but Jason said it was pretty awesome for a book, I guess. But I actually didn't read the book either, surprisingly. Not yet. I mean, I, uh, I know of the book. It was uh, Neil Gaiman, who also did uh, American Gods and Terry Pratchett. But no, that show was that show was really good. Yeah, I heard they were going to do another one, but... I've heard that, but I haven't heard when. Yeah, yeah. That was something else. We watched that through um, while we were locked up. You know, there's just so much... We had so much time, and there's so much content out there that it was like, all right, well, we watched this all the way through. We watched um, uh, Jack Reacher again. Uh, I gotta watch that. You told me that that was good. I still haven't watched it yet. First season's better than the second season, but it's still really, really good. Um, yeah, there, there was just a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. And we, I mean, seriously, uh, when this shit got locked up, we had good weather for like the first week in the end of March, and then April, maybe the first week was okay, mild. Like I could walk outside, we could sit on the porch during the day. Yeah. Uh, and then it just went back to winter, and we ended up getting more snow in May that we'd gotten all winter. Um, and that just led to more TV sitting inside. Then we finally get to go outside and they let us out. Yeah, exactly. And but now yeah, it's hot. I mean, I remember I was, I, uh, when I was interviewing uh, Bart for the Memorial Day thing, I did it like a week or so before and it had fucking snowed that day. Ah. And it's like, come on, man. Why is it snowing in fucking May? And then... Then we hit a heat wave. It was getting up to like a hundred degrees, and it hit a hundred. And then the next day, I think it was seventy three. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Oh yeah, we lost. I mean, we snowed, and then we lost all the snow. Yeah, it got to the point where I could drive my car all winter, and then it got to May, and I missed like three days that I couldn't drive, and that's ridiculous because it's May. Yeah, exactly. It's fucking May. It's quote unquote technically spring. And yet, uh, it's snowing. And f- fucking sub-freezing. Yeah, this makes sense. I thought global warming was supposed to warm up the fucking planet. Right. But apparently not. Apparently, apparently we've been, I've been misinformed. I didn't get the postcard or the memo or the whatever. It shifts weather patterns. Come on, son. Oh. We need some sun. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. But, uh, that, you know what, they're doing, um... Speaking of movies, um, the reopening AMC theaters here coming up. Yeah, I, I got a I got a thing from uh, like AMC because I'm on their mailing list. It says the theaters are going to be reopening soon. They're doing. Um, I think it's them. They're doing like classic films. They're. Um, oh, you gotta be kidding! You broke Just uh, my wife got a. Um, an email saying that since there's not a lot of theatrical releases right now, they're going to be opening back up 
and I don't know which theater chain, but they're doing like they have those classics on Thursdays normally. At, oh yeah, yeah. wherever that, that's all they're doing. Like the first thing they're doing is Fury Road back in theaters. Hmm. Uh, so if you missed that in theaters or just wanted to see that masterpiece again, uh, check your local listings and theaters and see what they're playing in your area. But there was a lot of really cool stuff coming back to theaters well, until I, we can get proper films. And I'm a fan when they do shit like that because I remember a couple years ago it was the, what, 45th anniversary of The Godfather, so they released it in the theaters and I went and saw it. Yeah. And they do shit like that all the time, but a lot of the time it was just Studio Ghibli stuff, which isn't bad, but it's like, I don't really need to go to a theater to see it. Right. But there are uh, some so, some movies that I'm glad I got to see in a theater. Uh, Cinemark is doing uh, Cinemark's doing all these re-release movies, and they're like five bucks. Yeah, because Cinemark is the one that does like the Fathom events, right? Yeah, yeah. Some of those are really good. Actually, that's how I saw Pretty in Pink in the theater. They released it for Valentine's Day a few years ago. I'm I went and saw the same thing. <laughs> it was ridiculously awesome because I'd never seen it in the theater. And now I got to see it in the theater and it was even more amazing than I hoped it would be. Oh, they're doing The Matrix, Mulan, mm. Mad Max, Invisible Man, oh, Raiders. They're doing Raiders? No! Yeah. Oh. Back to the Future, Wonder Woman, Jaws, Space Jam, oh. Austin Powers, fucking right dude Sp- just Space Jam and Raiders was enough to sell me on it uh, Mean Girls motherfucker Mean Girls oh my god I don't know but I mean there's other ones that I skipped because I don't give a shit <laughs> Mean Girls but, like, <laughs> I, I think they're doing Blade Runner Sonic uh, oh. New Invisible Man uh, fucking Blade Runner I watched that recently I forgot how fucking boring of a movie that was it's very boring yeah Oh. Uh, but there's some cool movies they're only playing at certain times uh, check local listings but um, my theater is right outside downtown Cleveland where I would go and it's five bucks yeah see that's like, nice Fury Road plays one time five dollars for adult three dollars for a child it says well, shit. for all these movies that's not bad I mean because you think about uh, it what's it normally like twelve bucks these days uh for the yeah, for the matinee films of the old movies, they're like twelve bucks. No, oh, it's fucking ridiculous. But getting to see uh, some of these movies in the theater again. I mean, I've seen Back to the Future and Raiders in the theater to the point where I've seen all the all of the uh, Indiana Jones movies in the theater. Uh, the only one took, I actually which saw which took the, some doing. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, the only one I I saw in the theater was uh, Crystal Skull. I saw that one. Yeah, uh, my first one was um, uh, the first one I saw in the theater was Temple of Doom nice and then I got to see the rest of them because I was a fan and then they they did uh, for a, an anniversary a few years ago uh, Jason and I went and saw Raiders well that's but I've never seen I didn't know I saw Back to the Future in theaters too well that's that's what I like about some of these especially some of the more smaller theaters that may or may not survive this there was a theater downtown Rochester here that on Halloween they would always play some like old shit. The one time they were playing the original Evil Dead. Oh, yeah. So I went and saw that at like midnight on Halloween. It was fucking awesome. 
because it's Evil Dead and Bruce Campbell. We're lucky enough to have two movie houses like that that play midnight movies once a week. Um, and we we've uh, we saw Army of Darkness, uh, <laughs> both of the Evil Deads, um, a Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, they both do Rocky Horror once a month. Mm. Uh, we're lucky to have that. Yeah, but. Who knows if they're going to make it through this? Well, that's that's the thing, and you know they're going to have to come back at like what fifty or like thirty percent capacity, maybe fifty, and that it might just not be enough for some of these theaters. I I don't know. Uh, uh, like I said, I'm in Ohio, and our regulations are uh, opening back up. I think July first, they're letting people up their um, capacities again, hmm. but. Uh, yeah, I still got to wear masks, and how much fun is that in the movies? Yeah, I mean, it's it's bad enough wearing a fucking mask when I have to go to the grocery store. Uh, but we're not getting any new... We're, around here, we're not getting a lot of new cases of the COVID, like other states who didn't take this seriously. Oh, gee, what so, state is that? The one that looks like a penis way down in the southern part of the U.S.? Yes. <laughs> you know who you are. Most of the stuff, if you look at a map of outbreaks, but Florida, Texas, Arizona, yep, because West Virginia, because now they're actually testing people. Like, hey, look, there's none in West Virginia. Like, yeah, because there's only four doctors. Yeah, exactly. Not to pick on West Virginia. It's a beautiful state. Just don't want to stop there. Well, you know what it says? What is it? Almost heaven, West Virginia. That implies that when you die, if you believe in heaven, you're going to go to a place that's slightly better than West Virginia. Yeah. I would rather yeah, go to hell. Uh, that's where all the hookers are. <laughs> uh, I, I cannot even come back from that. <laughs> anywho. <laughs> anyway. Off topic. See what I mean about rabbit holes? You just you, you uh, get in one and well, yeah, fucking game. All right. Well, let's start to wrap this one up because we hit 40 minutes. Speaking of rabbit holes, you and I talked a while ago about the YouTube rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, oh, you don't even want to know what I'm doing on there right now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But no, it's like, weird. Like, ah. you start watching shit, and then on the recommendation, it's, you, you start watching, like, Magic the Gathering, and then all of a sudden you That's end up... That's 90% of my pump. Right, and then all of a sudden you end up on... Like, I ended up on a series of people that go and explore dead, dead abandoned malls and buildings. There's a TV show about that called... Uh... Oh, it was on Vice, called Abandoned. Yeah, yeah. There's a with, uh, there's a YouTube channel that does it. Former pro skateboarder, Rick McCrank. Ooh, it's it's good. He's pretty funny. Um, uh, yeah, he actually did a mall that's up the street from my house. It's not there anymore. Uh, the Randall Park Mall at the at that time uh, in Randall Park on the east side of Cleveland was the biggest mall in the world when they built it. Damn. Uh, it closed in 2001 like a year after I moved here and it just sat vacant until about a year ago they tore it down and built an Amazon oh, fulfillment, uh, center. fulfillment center uh, but yeah that's the cool show if you want to see abandoned stuff they do malls they, uh, each episode is themed there's one episode about malls uh, well I know I think on the YouTube or somebody on YouTube actually did it because they also do dying malls I think they did Century 3 mall oh uh, yeah cool and you know that's a throwback to to us as Pittsburgh kids, right? 
and uh, but you, you just you end up at these weird ass fucking things, and I end up finding like a guy that goes to flea markets and buys rusted out tools and toys and restores them. I watched some of that. Yeah, that dude, he like redid an, an antique butcher cleaver. I was like, damn. I wish uh, I, could I watched do that like one. That. I think you recommended that one, and I watched it. Yeah, it's uh, it's just interesting. I don't know why, but it, it it's really fascinating. So my main interests in life are Magic the Gathering, fast cars, uh, firearms, and yo-yo. So I watch a lot of Magic the Gathering. Um, if I want to do something to my car, I'll watch a YouTube video on other people who have done it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, if I want to learn a new yo-yo trick, that's where you find it. I watch people review firearms if I want to pick up a new one. But then they start recommending weird things to the point where my wife comes home from work one day and was like, what are you watching? I was like, I'm watching a guy resole shoes. Yeah. I've watched like seven hours of a guy, of, of uh, these guys cobble. Dude, that, like, I, I found that guy after you told me about it. It's like, dude, this is uh, kind Trenton of Trenton and Heath yeah. is the name of the channel. I, I, I never thought about it. Um, I've had a pair of old work boots resold because they were expensive, but I never... I never thought about actually uh, like trying it yourself or finding interest in watching people do it. I it's uh, I don't know the, uh, listening to it, satisfying, watching how these things are put together, uh, and then I'm at a, a thrift store and I end up finding like ten pairs of Allen Edmund shoes that are like four hundred dollars a pair for like six bucks, oh. and then my brain starts going, "Dude, you can make a racket out of this. You could buy these shoes, pay ninety bucks to resole them." have them polished and sell that thing for like you know that's what that's what youtube does to people you just end up in these weird places um well yeah my wife likes watching people turn wood so we watch wood turning on the internet Did like you, on a lathe i don't know if the guy's still there but it, it was basically he had a big ass hydraulic press in his garage and he just put different uh, shit should, in it oh they've upgraded that press some oh, uh, they crush yeah. way bigger things now that channel is getting millions of views. They they bought some serious equipment. Dude, it's fucking ridiculous, because the first one I saw, he put, like... I think he put a can of spray paint in there. Yeah, it's and satisfying. The, pff, yeah, or the bowling ball. It's like, dude! Uh, put a bowling ball in a log splitter. It's just as awesome. Yeah, like, it's shit like that that you find entertaining, but nobody ever thought to do because you just didn't have the capability. So... yeah. God bless YouTube. So I mean, there, there. You know, TV is the same way. You can end up. Uh, um, I watched a, a Tom Hanks movie. I, for the life of me, cannot remember which one, but it took me to a movie that I had never even heard of with him and uh, Jackie Gleason. Tom Hanks, his father. Tom Hanks and Jackie Gleason. I'm pretty sure that was who it was. Jackie Mason. Jackie. It was called no, uh, Nothing in Common. I'd never heard of that one. Right. And it was funny at first. He's an up-and-coming young ad executive who doesn't have time for his aging parents uh, who have divorced. And then his dad ends up with diabetes and ignoring it. And oh, it gets, you know, he has to take care of his dad. But Yeah, I'm looking at it. It's a, it's a Gary Marshall movie. It is Jackie Gleason. And it also has Hector okay. Elizondo in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I watched that one, and I'm looking through, like, there's another Tom Hanks movie that I never heard of called uh, 
Dragons and Demons, I think, where they're him and his friends play this uh, like D and D type game, or Dungeons and Demons, or huh. something along those lines. Uh, and he gets Tom Hanks' character gets like possessed by the game. Interesting. And goes crazy and. Uh, but it is real bad. I want to. I want to say it's his first like actual. Excuse me, actual film, because it was it was old and it was low budget. Man, oh, he does a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's been in a lot of shit. Mazes and monsters is what it was called. I was way off. Uh, yeah, he gets a playgroup together when he goes to college and. Uh, 1983. Yeah, there it is. Mazes and Monsters. You have to look for that. It's on Prime. Oh, there you uh, go. I watched I watched both of those movies on Prime. Uh, but that was another, it was a rabbit hole. I watched one Tom Hanks movie and I went down the rabbit hole. And um, to be I'm, fair, you can't really go that wrong with Tom Hanks. No. Uh, I also, I'm a big fan of ski movies like the 80s 90s ones uh into the 2000s i guess but i have the movie i have yeah i have every single ski movie that's ever been made on dvd and it always starts off like hey let's watch out cold i was gonna say what was the one with zach galifianakis in it out cold Cold. yeah that movie and then you want you know it's like hey let's watch i don't know ski school and then you're definitely gonna go to uh uh that one with uh uh John Cusack. Uh, oh shit! That he hated being in. Yeah, but I don't know. And it, uh, it's like, why is it? Why was it? And this is something we can talk about in another one. Why was so many '80s movies about a group of good-hearted teens that had to compete in some sort of athletic or game contest against an evil developer who wanted to convert the rec center into a shopping mall? Uh, it was. Way more often, I guess back then that was a thing trying to get rid of those sorts of teen rec centers. But breaking two, I mean, electric boogaloo. They did the same thing in breaking one. Yeah, I know. Uh, and it was funny that I can't remember the name of the movie. But John Cusack was in a movie that technically is a ski movie, and then you end up watching Hot Tub Time Machine because now you just want to watch John Hughes, or not John Hughes, um, John Cusack. And then all of a sudden, you're watching Say Anything, and you're not even watching a ski movie anymore. Yeah. Um, and then you're like, I, I don't know how f- that happens. And then you're like, how the fuck did I get here? Well, I'm gonna look. It's it one up. of my favorites. Yeah, he's a. It's a bad movie, but. I I googled John Cusack ski movie and it came up with Better Off Dead. Like that's not right. That's the one. Is it? Yes, it is. That's it. That's the one. He's on a ski team and he has to defeat. The evil captain of the ski team who stole his girlfriend. Oh and, uh, yeah, God, uh, uh, Curtis Armstrong's like his best pal, and uh, David uh-huh. Ogden Steers is in there. Yep, I think it's his, his father. Dad, yeah, yeah. So man, this has to be captivating listening for your audience. Us trying to figure out a name. Of ah, come on, because years ago. Because the thing is, everybody but, fucking does it, and we're just doing it with people listening. Yeah, but I, I think that the the rabbit hole theory, it, it's just one of those deals. You you don't want to just watch John Cusack movies, you're watching ski movies, but he's been in technically two because yeah. Hot Tub Time Machine's about going to a ski resort, and then all of a sudden, there's no skiing in uh, 
uh, say anything, but it's just a good fucking movie, and that's where you end up. And it's like, hey, we didn't watch Ski School 2 yet, you know? Right, and you're like, what the hell? Or Boarding Academy, or... (laughs) Yeah, and then you all of a sudden, yeah, you end up somewhere like, how the shit am I here? But you're not mad at the fact that you're here. My suburban Pittsburgh high school had a ski team. And the captain of it was not a tough guy running things. I don't know where they came up with that. I know. It it was probably some (laughs) disgraced ski team captain who was a pussy. It was like, no, we're going to make them all badass. Like, the captain of the ski team is the most popular dude in high school. Nah, nah. He wasn't the most popular dude on the ski team. Ouch. You know? (laughs) Well, I'm just saying. So... You know, these movies, I don't know what it is about them. I think Ski School was the first one I'd ever seen, and it was it was just too funny. And then Out Cold comes along, and I just start, which is a newer one, but. Um, yeah, that was a good I mean, one. with Boarding Academy and Hot Dog the Movie, which is those those angry Austrians who they need to beat in, a, in snow dancing. It's not even fucking skiing. Yeah, exactly. Snow dancing. Uh, but there's a lot of boobs in that one. I'm, I'm going to close this one out with probably one of my favorite scenes from Out Cold if I can recall correctly it's been a minute since I've seen it Zach Galifianakis gets his dick stuck in the jet of the of the hot tub and then the polar bear comes yep. and like starts making out with him uh he he has like a a dream that he's making out with um no that's a different part oh okay uh, no, he just gets his dick stuck in the jet of the hot tub, and uh, old Stumpy has to come get him out of it, but he takes a swig of the... He's got rubbing alcohol, and he pours it on his, the dude's wiener, takes a swig, sucks on a lime, and then just pushes him. So his wiener pops out of the thing. Too funny. The movie's spectacular. It is. Uh, yeah, his brother in the movie, Pigpen, falls asleep on a bench. Uh, and the bear, he wakes up to a That's bear a, licking his ball. Yeah, I knew there was a bear in there, and I thought it was when Galifianakis got his dick stuck in the hot tub, but... Yeah, I've seen that movie a thousand times. I, I might it's need so to watch funny. it after this. Very funny movie. Alright, well, there you go. That is the end of our two-part extravaganza about what the fuck we watched in quarantine. It was a uh, lot of rabbit time I come back... Yeah, next time I come back, we're going to talk about the beers we drank in quarantine and the state of beer yeah, this... coming out, because there are some things going on right now yeah. people might not be aware of. There's there's going to be some interesting things, I think. Oh, they're, they're happening. So uh, We'll get to that, though. We'll get to that. For the time being, I am Zach. That was Opie. Everybody love Opie. And... Go watch some. Yeah. You too, buddy. Go, and then we'll we'll have to schedule time to do beer cast, and then go fucking watch some movies and go down some rabbit holes. It's fun. Yep. All right. Take it easy, everybody. <laughs>